get ready for an amazing adventure into Amazon. No, not the Amazon rainforest. I mean Amazon, the all-encompassing entity that has changed the way people shop forever. We'll discover tons of fun facts, its origin story, and even delve into this company's deepest, darkest secrets. Who is it? It must be the delivery guy. We'll unpack Amazon on this week's episode of FYI. Welcome to For Your Info. English. You got it. You got it. Hello, 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 and welcome to another exciting edition of FYI for your English, the topic-based show where we have fun while we learn about a different topic every week in English. And remember, there's a bonus part where we look at fun facts and we also have little English lessons. I hope you'll join us in the bonus part because it's going to be tons of fun as always. And as well as getting a bonus part, you can also have access to weekly classes with Yours truly. That's right. Un servidor with me. You can have weekly classes with me where we review each episode and we review the vocabulary therein. And I'll tell you something. I want to send a shout out to all my students, all my students on Patreon who are kicking butt. You guys are doing a wonderful job and I am proud of each and every one of you. So a shout out to all my patrons, especially my super duper students, Lina, Javier, Paco, Roberto, Jose Maria, Mila, and Alex. And don't forget about my interstellar students who also get a monthly private class with me where we can gauge your progress. To gauge is another way of saying to measure. So you can have a weekly class with me and a monthly class with me. If you're doing your math correctly, that's five classes with me a month. Four are group classes, and one of them is a private class. That's for our interstellar students. Either way, I won't get into the details, but you can get PDF documents. As I just said, classes with me, which I think is the real bonus here. So if you enjoy learning with me here on each episode, just remember there's more. And it's at patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. If you want some extra info or maybe just a sample or two, you can reach out. Uh, you can find me. I'm very easy to find on Instagram, on Facebook. The one I use the most, I guess, is Instagram and Twitter. But you can find all of that at my website. That's albertoalonso.com. 
All right, now that we've gotten that out of the way, let's take a look at our intro. I started off by saying, get ready for an amazing adventure into Amazon. And if you were paying attention, I didn't say the Amazon, I said Amazon. Because if we're talking about the Amazon, we're talking about a river or a jungle. Another way to say it is a rainforest. If I'm not mistaken, the word in Spanish is selva. It's a pretty logical word in English. Rainforest. Then I said, I mean, and we use this structure all the time. What do you mean? ¿Qué quieres decir? What are you trying to say? I mean, what I'm trying to say is, and remember, it's an irregular verb. It's mean, meant, meant. So I meant Amazon, the all-encompassing entity. I think you say englobar. It covers everything. It's all-encompassing. And it's true. It has changed the way we shop forever. I don't remember the last time I went to a shop. Well, no, that's not true. But I don't go as often as I used to go. Not nearly as much. Then I said, we'll discover tons of fun facts. It's origin story. That's its beginnings. And then we'll delve into, and to delve into is to go deeper into, the company's deepest, darkest secrets. And then you heard a buzzer. I like what you call it in Spanish. A little telephone. Telefonillo. A buzzer. Well, I guess it makes sense. Bzz, bzz. And then I said, who is it? Remember, we don't say, who are you? We say, who is it? When we answer the phone or the door. And this is a sentence I've said a million times. It must be the delivery guy. Let's be honest. We really say it must be the Amazon guy. And I wrapped up saying, we'll unpack Amazon on this week's episode of FYI. And to unpack is just like what it sounds like. And I use that word on purpose for that double entendre. Let's start off with a fun fact. Now, let's see if you know this trivia question, Amazon Prime subscribers. What was Amazon's original name? Because Jeff Bezos, oh, and by the way, in English, it's not Bezos, it's Bezos, zzz, right? The Z is theta americana, inglesa. He initially wanted to call it Cadabra, like Abracadabra, something a magician would say. Another one he was toying with was Relentless. And Relentless is something or someone that is unstoppable. And that's a really good name for the company, or at least what the company has become. And we'll look at how relentless Amazon really is. So friends told him, listen, <sighs> relentless? I don't know, man. It sounds a little bit too <laughs> evil. So good taste prevailed and he settled on Amazon. He liked that it had an A and a Z in it. So that means it had everything covered. And also that it started with an A. So alphabetically, it would make sense and come up really, really high on the search lists. Also, he said he wanted the company to be like the Amazon River. Massive, powerful, so I guess he settled on the right name. I can't imagine it as Cadabra, or even worse, Relentless. <laughs> 
but they are relentless. They will stop at nothing to take over the world. Because when we think of Amazon, don't just think about a delivery company or a website. They call it the everything store for a reason. And what they don't have, they'll buy up, they'll purchase, they'll acquire such as Ring, which is a very popular thing in the United States. It's a camera that people put at their front door, and it's extremely popular. And then they've got your Fire Stick, which is connected to your TV, where you can watch your Amazon Prime subscription in Amazon series and TV and film. They've got it all covered. I mean, just look around your house. If you're an Amazon Prime subscriber, they've got you in their environment. Your TV is hooked up to your Fire Stick. Your Fire Stick is hooked up to your Alexa. Oops, sorry, I didn't mean to set off your Alexas, amigos. I can't find something's cooking in my kitchen by Dawner on Spotify. Although I've got to be honest, I've noticed that here in Spain, it's not as popular as in the United States. My dad, for example, has like 75 Alexas. One in the living room, one in the front yard, one in the backyard. I think it's a bit overkill. Overkill is too much. But they're even involved in facial recognition. They've got their own supermarkets, smart supermarkets, where you don't even have to take out your wallet. You don't have to check out. And as we know, they even have drones, AI. It's incredible. They have robots. It sounds like something out of the future. And don't forget about Amazon Pay, which is a big thing these days as well, these digital payments. And don't forget that they reinvented books as we know it with Kindle. Kindle was released in the United States on November 19th, 2007. Now, does anybody else know why that's a very important date? That's my birthday, guys, November 19th. Well, this November 19th, specifically, in 2007, the Amazon Kindle came out in the United States, and it sold out within five and a half hours of its release. By the year 2009, two years later, they were outselling printed books. So what doesn't Amazon do? What business are they not involved in? I mean, we already know we can watch TV, listen to music, read a book, buy a vacuum cleaner, and get it delivered to the comfort of our home, all while we watch a movie on Amazon Video. So basically, Jeff Bezos wants you to just go to Amazon, the everything store, as they call it. Jeff Bezos does not want you to leave Amazon. He wants you to rely on him for everything. And here's another fun fact. Amazon also produces their own original content, and they were the first streaming platform to win Best Picture Oscar. That's right, the Oscar for Best Picture. The movie is called Transparent. I'm going to be transparent with you guys. I haven't seen it. <laughs> okay, what I'm getting at here is that they've got their finger in every industry, and they show no signs of quitting. It seems like Jeff and company want to take over the world. And I just told you about the Amazon-branded companies. They also own over 40 subsidiaries and brands. 
You might be familiar with some of them. Whole Foods, Audible, or Audible, uh, Audible, I don't know how you say it in Spanish, which, by the way, I've got an exclusive podcast on Audible, Amazon Audible. It's called This Show is the Milk. If you haven't listened to it, give it a listen. It's tons of fun, and it's based on my best-selling milk books. They also have the book review site, Goodreads, and I know many of you are familiar with Twitch, the streaming platform. So he really wants to conquer the world. But wait, he wants to conquer so much more than the world. He wants to conquer the universe. <laughs> hey, I'm not overstating this here. He's into space exploration as well with his company Blue Origin. He wants to go where no man has gone before. And it seems like he's doing just that. Oh, and don't forget about AWS. How could I forget? Amazon Web Services. Look them up. To look up is to look for something on the internet or in a, a guidebook, a phone book, if any of you guys remember those things. Well, you probably couldn't listen to this podcast right now if it weren't for Amazon Web Services. They host Twitch, Facebook, Twitter, even the CIA. What does that mean? That means they basically own the internet. They can turn it off if they want. And that also means that if AWS sneezes, the whole internet gets sick. You know those days where Facebook is down and Twitter? Well, that's usually AWS. I'm not saying they do it on purpose, but I can't believe that they have all that power. And don't forget, they have data on everyone. And that's a word you can say both ways. You can say data or data. Well, at least 200 million people globally who have an Amazon Prime subscription and all the others who use their other products. Let's put it this way. A buttload of people. And a buttload means a lot of people. And if you were paying attention, I said they collaborate with the CIA. They host their websites. I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist here, but uh, hey, if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck... It's a duck. This guy is very powerful. But is he some sort of super villain? Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you a little bit about Jeff Bezos, and then you be the judge. <laughs> little Jeff was born in Albuquerque, New Mexico on January 12th, 1964. He was born to a 17-year-old mom who had trouble with his 18-year-old dad. Well, that's what happens when teenagers get married. Now, I told you he was born in Albuquerque, but he was raised in Houston and Miami. But he was raised by his mother because after 17 months of marriage, she divorced him. He only agreed to marry her because she was knocked up. Knocked up is another way of saying pregnant. But this guy was supposedly a drinker, a partier. I mean, I get it. He was an 18-year-old boy. But he shirked his responsibility. To shirk is to evade. 
So after about a little over a year, our buddy Jeff Bezos did not have a dad. Now, his name was not Jeff Bezos at that moment. His name was Jeff Jorgensen. That was his original dad's, his biological dad's last name. I know. I know what you're thinking. So where did he get the Bezos from? I'm getting there. Hang on. Three years after his mother divorced his biological dad, she married a Cuban man named Miguel Bezos. If you say it in English, it almost sounds like Bezos. Dame unos besos. Okay, really bad joke, sorry. But there was an interesting turn of events, a twist with his biological dad. But we'll talk about that in the bonus episode. Now, Jeff was always a tinkerer as a kid. A tinkerer is somebody who likes to play, to take things apart, to put things together, to invent things. He wanted to know how things worked. In fact, when he felt he was too old to sleep in his crib, his crib is where a baby sleeps, he managed to take it apart with a screwdriver by himself. I guess he thought it was taking up too much room in his room. Hey, there's a double trouble. By the time he entered high school, Bezos had transformed his home garage into a laboratory. Hey, wait, those are two words the British pronounce differently. I say garage, they say garage. I say laboratory, they say laboratory. Well, either way, with that second one, you can say lab. So yeah, he built a lab in his home garage with his inventions. And in high school, he fell in love with computers. These new things that were taken over the world. Well, not yet. But he had a feeling, he had a hunch that computers and internet would be the future. He started out working in the IT industry and in the financial sector. But not before being valedictorian of his class. He was in so many honor societies. I mean, he was a model student. And in 1986, he graduated from the very reputable Princeton University. I don't know why I said that in a British accent when it's located in New Jersey. Well, either way, he got two degrees. One in electrical engineering and another one in computer science. Then, as I said, he worked in the financial sector, but in the tech side of it. And this was on Wall Street. This was from 1986, when he graduated, to early 1994. Oh, and he also worked at Mickey D's. What? Mickey D's. That's how we say McDonald's. I'll tell you more about that in the bonus part. And then he was working in this tech finance firm down on Wall Street called D.E. Shaw. Now, this is where he learned so much of the stuff that he would later parlay into Amazon. And he was doing really well. They loved him in this company. He was rising really quickly up the ranks. Oh, and another perk about this job. This is where he met his now ex-wife, Mackenzie Tuttle, and in 1993, they got married. But she played a very large role in the founding of Amazon, especially in the early years. The couple got divorced in 2019 after 25 years of marriage. But don't worry, 
she got 25% of the couple's stock in Amazon, which was worth about, are you ready for this? A whopping $38 billion. Man, that's a huge chunk of change. So aside from meeting his wife, or as I said, ex-wife, this was also an important point in his life because this is where he reached his turning point. This is where he decided to leave Wall Street behind and leave a high-paying job behind because he was the vice president of the company. As I said, he worked his way up. But after four years, he decided to go out and do it on his own. The thing that really changed his mind was when he read that the internet grew 2,300% in one year. And that figure blew his mind. It astounded him. And he knew that there was a lot of money to be made. So he turned his back on Wall Street to launch an online bookstore. Well, it wasn't books at first. At first, he didn't know what he wanted to sell. So he made a list of products that he wanted to sell online. Products that would be easy to sell, products that wouldn't go bad. Think about it. Books don't have an expiration date. So he made a list, and out of those 10 things, he decided it would be books. He was going to sell books online. So he got a, a loan, I guess you could call it, un préstamo, you say in Spanish, from his parents for $300,000, and they started the company. Now, don't worry. He paid his parents back. Like I said, it's not really a loan. It's just that they invested in the company. And they are 6% owners. They are billionaires. And when they asked his mom, I mean, how did you do that? You know, give your son all your savings. And she said, we weren't betting on the internet. We were betting on Jeff. And that's one thing we'll, we'll learn about Jeff Bezos. His mother has been his rock all throughout his life. He even said that he hit the lottery with her. And on July 5th, 1994, Jeff Bezos started a little humble bookseller called Amazon. This was in Bellevue, Washington. And to keep people motivated, what they would do is anytime somebody got a sale, they would ring a bell in the office. Three years later, he took the company public. They had their IPO, which is Initial Public Offering. It's when people can buy shares in your company. The company sold its first book in 1995. The book was called Fluid Concepts and Creative Analogies by Douglas Hofstadter. And it wasn't easy. They made some money at first, but then let me remind you, the dot-com bubble burst, and many, many people lost their jobs, or many people were laid off, as we say. Many companies went bankrupt, or another way to say it is they declared Chapter 11, and it was tough, but Jeff and company were able to weather the storm. But in 2000, in the midst of this crisis, Amazon laid off 14% of its workforce. The good news for them was that by 2003, they rebounded and they made a profit for the first time after a couple hard years. And now, as I said before, 
Amazon is everywhere. They sell 350 million products worldwide. In 2022, they had 300 million active users. They ship to more than 100 countries, including Cuba, Iran, North Korea, Sudan, and Syria. And as I said before, 200 million people globally have an Amazon Prime subscription, including me. And the company is worth $1 trillion. I can't even fathom that number. We've got to wrap up here. <laughs> you get it? Wrap up? Envolver? <laughs> okay. All right. All right. But I guess there's a lesson that we can take with us here. No matter how hard things look, keep pushing on. Don't ever give up, even when things are tough. As the idiomatic expression goes, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And we're going to get going right now. I sure hope you'll join us in the bonus episode of today's FYI.